Indeed, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of AMP Radio, brought to you as ever by the AMP Radio Network. My name is Proteus. I will be with you all evening. Uh, we're bringing the, the gang back one at a time, DJ Tony, every week. We're, we seem to have one more person coming back and one more person coming back into the fold. Hopefully, by next show, we will have Pamela back. Unfortunately, we are down. Pam, again, she is uh, getting herself back to work with the coronavirus, you know, everybody's trying to get back to work. So Pammy is not here this evening, but I am lucky enough, uh, ladies and gentlemen, to be joined again by the two gentlemen that did the show, the inaugural show back, uh, DJ Tony and Marco. So let's go ahead and get right into it. We are going to talk this evening. We're going to do a little bit of smack my picks up, of course, for ESPN Plus 29 or... ESPN, uh, UFC on ESPN 9, whichever one we're going with. We're not sure right at this moment at the time of recording whether or not we're going to do ESPN Plus or uh, Big ESPN. So we will do that this evening, ladies and gentlemen, and we will do um, main event, co-main event, spotlight fight of the night because Marco says this card's all right. And then, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and get into a little bit of AMP Radio Rewind. All right, Tony, we've heard enough from me. Let's go ahead and bring in everybody. Let's go ahead and bring in yourself, DJ Tony. It's Tony Time, bitches. Hey, DJ! Yeah, yeah. DJ! Coming at you. Welcome back, Proteus. You were missed, as always. And, of course, like Proteus always likes to get it right, we can also call it UFC Fight Night 171, Pro. How do you like that? That's right. How do you like them apples? Way to go. For all those keeping it, uh, keeping track, right? All those paying attention to the numbers. Which is you and I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, sorry if the intro was a bit shaky, but it has been a long time. Uh, let's go ahead and bring in the star of the show himself. Deep from the heart of Texas. It's Marco from Waco, brother. Marco from Waco, brother, in self-isolation, quarantine, trying to take care of myself, my family, and, and everybody, everyone else. We watched some fights this weekend. We watched some fights tomorrow. There is some more fights on Saturday. So let's do this shit. Let's talk some MMA. Yes, sir, <laughs> indeed. We will go ahead and talk some MMA, of course. We all are coming at you from quarantine still. Marco brings up a good point, DJ Tony, at the time of recording. Uh, this, of course, being um, March 12th of 2020. Uh, we will be hopefully rec- be recording not just this show, but a show, uh, two shows this week to catch up uh, on this show that is coming up, uh, ESPN, uh, UFC on ESPN Plus 29 or ESPN, uh, UFC on ESPN 9. Also, hopefully covering uh, Saturday night's fights as well. Hopefully, Pamela will be on that show. But, DJ Tony, let's go ahead and get into it. Sorry, give me one second. I was looking at the card. My bad. That's all right. Cue the music. All right. So, UFC on ESPN 9, that's what we're going to go with because it's in the notes. Uh, Smith versus Teixeira will take place, of course, 
in the same place that last weekend's car took place. Uh, but, of course, May 13th, 2020 at the Vistar Veterans Memorial Arena in Jacksonville, Florida. Mouth full and a half, granddaddy of them all. <laughs> and, of course, in the main event, friend of the show, our boy uh, Anthony Smith, number four in the division at this time, uh, against number eight, Glover Teixeira. Let's get right into this, uh, Marco, and throw right to you. Who you got in the main event of ESPN on uh, UFC on ESPN 9. Okay, so you know the rules. Friend of the show. Whoever picks again Anthony Smith is banned from the show. <laughs> so, <laughs> look, Anthony Smith is not just the number four like heavyweight on the planet. Co-host with Abject Clifford of MMA Tonight on Series XM. Commentator extraordinaire on the pre and post fight shows in USC, on the USC. But he's also been on AM Radio. So that's the word that's what he has to start for crying out loud. Right here on I'm Radio. Uh, look, uh, this fight was supposed to happen uh, in April in Nebraska. But, you know, the whole world fell apart in March. So it's happening now in, in Jacksonville without a chance. Uh, Anthony Smith, I think, right now is, is just a superior fighter. Tachera. Uh, for us, as good and serviceable, and, and, and you know, the, the guy is a good striker, really good ground, getting tough as nails. Like he's almost 40 years old, man. And homeboy Anthony Smith got, uh, you know, goals of being a, on, a, on a championship fight again. It's going to be a tough fight because Tashir is just tough as nails, but Anthony should be able to to find his chin and be able to, to, to get Tashir late on the third round, let's say Anthony Smith by TKO. Okay. Smith, third round, TKO. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I don't have any uh, winner from last week. Uh, last week I was just a fan. I did not, wasn't on the show, so I did not take down uh, everybody's pick. And what Marco tells me, he did very well last week. I won. I won. I'm there you go. <laughs> and we'll just go with that. Okay, so DJ Tony, before I throw to you, I'm going to give you the odds. Of course, these are fresh and live and direct from Five Dimes uh, as, as time of recording, of course, Tuesday night, um, the 12th of May. Anthony Smith is the favorite right now at a minus 178. DJ Tony and Glover Teixeira coming back at us at a plus 167. What do you got for us in the co-main event? I'm actually kind of shocked that it is this close, you guys, because, uh, I listen, I'm a Glover fan. There's no doubt about it. I'm a bigger Anthony Lionheart Smith fan because, like, he said he basically got a start uh, here on Ampredio with uh, Proteus's prime time. The thing is, Glover is 40 years old, right? And he's – I thought Glover was a large man until he he stood next to Anthony Smith, who we forget. He's moved up in weight, right? So he's a light mm-hmm. heavyweight now, has looked good, has only beaten been beaten the last, what, nine fights by John Jones and Tiago Santos. I think it's going to be Lionheart Smith again. I think he's going to TKO – um, Glover in the first, guys. So I'm going Anthony Lionheart Smith, TKO in the first, not because he's a friend to the show, because I think he's just a better fighter right now. Yeah, DJ Tony, you bring up the past records, of course, uh, of Smith and of uh, Tashira. Uh, let's not forget that Tashira coming off of uh, what I believe is a four fight win streak right now. 
three. in the yeah. light. Is it three? Uh, no, four, because he beat Andrew. Oh, no, Anderson beat him uh, July 22nd of 2018 in a decision. That's correct. Thank you, DJ Tony, for correcting me. Um, so, look, Glover Teixeira on a three-fight win streak coming up against, you know, friend of the show, our boy, uh, Lionheart Smith. Um, you know, we, we've had we've been on the Anthony Smith train, as you mentioned, DJ Tony, for quite some time. Um, again, he's been it's a, Smith has been going up against the top of the division, as you mentioned, Ozdemir, Jones. Uh, last fight it was against Gustafson, which he won in a fourth round submission. Let's not forget. So Anthony Smith showing off his uh, ground game in his last fight, and we know Glover Teixeira. Not, not only does he have boxing, but he has that ground game as well. Uh, I think you guys are all correct in this one here. Uh, I'm going to agree with Marco, especially. You know, Gl- uh, Glover is is you know uh, the older fighter and is not the as we want to say uh, as our boy. Uh, uh, v- Vitor used to say the young lion anymore. Uh, Anthony Smith is definitely the young lion uh, coming at, uh, at Glover to share it here. I think Smith takes this one down early as well, DJ Tony, but um, I'm going to go ahead and take the second round on this one. Um, and again, I, I, I think I'm going to go with TKO, TKO as well. It's going to be interesting to see uh, how uh, Anthony responds to the fact that there is no crowd there. But as we know, if you've been paying attention, longtime listeners, you know Anthony Smith has come up and he's been fight, used to fighting in front of you know hardly anybody uh, in the stands. So uh, Anthony Smith takes the clean slate here in the main event. I do believe uh, DJ Tony, when I introduced you to for the fight, I said co-main event. So excuse me. Let's move on to the co-main event now. Cue the music, DJ Tony. All right, to the heavyweight division we go. Our boy Big Ben Roswell against. You know me. That's right. OSP. I'm down with OSP. Um, man, this is this is one hell of a fight in the heavyweight division. Um, DJ Tony, I'm going to start with you. Before I start with you, I'm going to give you the odds right now. Big Ben uh, on five dimes right now at time of recording is a plus 120. Oven St. Pru, the favorite, at a minus 130. So DJ Tony, what you got going on here, brother? How is OSP the favorite, by the way, guys? Am I the only one that's felt by, by the, the odds? And we won't give uh, them more credit because they're not a sponsor. But listen, I'm a huge OSP fan. I'm a huge Ben Rothwell fan. He's a junkie favorite. OSP, I, I don't know, I just have a soft spot for the guy. I think, uh, you know, when you see him with his glasses, et cetera, very smart young man. Um, I just don't see how he's a favorite over Ben Rothwell. I'm going with Ben Rothwell, guys. Um, and unfortunately, OSP's chin hasn't been what it was. Let's take the Stefan Struve approach. I'm going with Ben Rothwell. Second round, TKO late in the second over OSP. Okay, so we're going OSP, second round, TKO. And, and, and if, correct me if I'm uh, wrong here, Marco, but OSP is moving up the heavyweight in this particular fight, correct? Because uh, yes, past, past two fights, yeah, exactly. He's been a, he's been a light heavyweight. Um, Marco, maybe is there is there is this a last minute replacement, or is this going to be a a move up for OSP that's going to be permanent? I think it's a new pain, uh, good pain for OSP because. Uh, he he's done with like heavyweight. Like that. He doesn't have a path to the championship, and I think yeah. it's easier for him to enter the title or at least a content, contendership on the heavyweight division. I mean, he's not getting any younger either. I mean, he's in his mid thirties, 
I don't think he wants to cut weight anymore because he's he's a large, like heavyweight. He cuts not of 25 pounds to make 205, and I think he's done he's done with the cut, you know. So he's trying his luck well, heavyweight. Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, you're right, Marco. He's been win loss, win loss, win loss. So might as well move up to heavyweight and try it out up there. Big Ben's gonna know, welcome like, him to the heavyweight division, though. The land of the heavyweight is the land of the dinosaurs. Everybody's there on the mid series up there. There's very few like John Bucks and I would have picked Ben Rockwell a couple of years ago when he was was on his run. I still think when he's returned fight, he beat that uh, uh, Bulgarian dude, the guy with the scar of his chest. I, I forgot his name. Uh, the, the, you know who I'm talking about? The guy that got the biggest scar of his heart. Got, got yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we we talking about Ivanov. Ivanov, yes. I, I think yeah. Rockwell won the fight on points, but it was so close. It was a robbery. But uh, look, I like. OSP style, uh, you know, he's more dynamic. He's uh, light on his feet. Uh, Rockwell is too robotic and too static, and he's too, he's too squared up. He's not willing to take it to the ground as much, even though he got a really good ground game, too. And just because of that, I think the length of OSP and the, the reach advantage, he's going to be able to use a jab and outpoint Rockwell. Uh, now, if he gets any close to Rockwell and Rockwell track him, it's nine I for freaking OSP. But uh, I want I want to pick up OSP. I think he's going to have a smart uh, approach. He's going to be the quicker guy, the more nimble guy on his feet. He is going to pit up pad uh, Ben Rogo for three rounds for a 30-27 decision. So give me OSP on, on, on the points. Will do. Um, I, I'm going to agree with a lot of what you just said, Marco. Uh, I, I think that you know the weight cut previous that OSP was was undertaking was you know a detriment to his performance I'm looking forward to seeing him uh, at a more normal weight I want to take a caveat here guys being this is you know only the second uh, mixed martial arts fight back in a number of months it's really hard to 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 know where guys are at you know how much they've been training how much uh, good training they've been able to get Let's not forget that most of these gyms are are closed. You know, I know Rothwell has the ability to have his own. He has his own gym, so he has the ability to to bring in whomever he wants to to have training with. But again, let's take that into account. Uh, I, we don't know what kind of looks these guys have been seeing. Um, but I am also going to take OSP here. I think that you're right, Marco. That Rothwell really is that you know slow kind of uh, plotting marauder. Um, with the big heavy hands, and he relies on that um, uh, a lot. Like Big Country, you know, they they have a very similar style, in, in my opinion. In that, you know, they kind of just walk forward and plod and, and hope that you're going to be in the way uh, when they when those big hammers are thrown. Um, I, another clean sweep here for OSP guys. Um, you know, I'm going to take a shocking uh, pick here. I'm going to take OSP in the first uh, by KO. I think his power is going to translate up to uh, heavyweight, and I think Roswell is going to walk into one, kind of, you know, a la what we saw last week, of course, or last weekend um, in the heavyweight division. Of course, we'll get into that in the recap. Awesome. Hey. Why y'all leaving me hanging? What's happening? We thought you were working. Tammy. Oh, my gosh. I've been trying to call you since... Like 10 till 7, and I kept getting this busy signal, like we're living in the 70s. Busy, busy. Really? And I, I called, yeah, I called like five times, and then I just called him, like, let me see, and if I can get, I kept getting a busy signal, so 
I tried one more time, and then I could hear you I'm guys talking. You I'm like, man, I'm like, cool. Oh, Can't even wait for me. What's up, we're everybody? Glad to have you, Pammy. We, we saw you on the Instagram with your mask and your gloves on, and we figured that you were still at work. That's how I introduced you, and in then I said, Pammy's at work. Uh, but we're glad to have you, um, Pam. What's happening? Oh, How are you in the coronavirus? <laughs> you doing okay? You surviving? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, um, you know, I went back to work. Um, it's really weird because we're having this really just weird protocol, you know, where uh, only one patient can be in the office at the time, at a time, unless they have a caregiver. And when you come in, you have to have a mask on. Um, before we had our, our little desk, you know, counter area. Now I walked in and there's this big plexiglass over there. Looks like we're in a freaking bank, man. So it's just strange times, you know, but I'm hoping everything will get back to normal soon. All right, sort of. <laughs> So let's cut to the chase real quickly. Uh, you've, missed, you've missed the main event and the co-main cool event. We, we've, we've missed you for the past 18 minutes, but give it to us. Who you got in the main event, Anthony Smith or Glover Teixeira? You know what? On, on paper, really, 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 really good fight. Very close um, um, since we're like pressed for time right now. Uh, you know what? I got to go Anthony Smith. I think he's on a roll. Um, his last decision win was in 2016. Um, this is three rounds? I get confused. Three rounds? Five. Five. Um, I'm going to take him. You know what? Early in the fourth. Uh, let's go with the okay. submission. Fourth round submission. All right. That would bring two and, in a row um, submissions for Smith. Rothwell, and okay, so go um, ahead in the co-main event. Rothwell or OSP? Uh, Rothwell, you know what? Ovin St. Prue is, is, is like Uriah Hall, like 2.0. And uh, <laughs> he's, he's just not, I just don't get him sometimes. I think Ben Rothwell, he's like a big old gigantic scary teddy bear. And I think those big old mitts are going to take him out. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna go a second round TKO, Ben Rothwell. All right, so just so it, just so there's no confusion, just let me recap everybody's picks. Um, for the main event, uh, Marco and DJ Tony and Proteus and Pam all taking Anthony Smith, Marco by third-round TKO, um, DJ Tony by first-round TKO, uh, Proteus by second-round TKO, and Pamela by fourth-round submission. Moving to the co-main event, DJ Tony and Pam both taking Ben Rothwell. Uh, DJ Tony uh, in the second round by TKO, and Pamela ah. second round TKO. Uh, Proteus and Marco both going with OSP. Marco is taking the, the decision. Um, Proteus going with first round KO uh, OSP. And again, oh, reminder: OSP is moving up to heavyweight in this particular fight. Was, who's got? Who was that? Go ahead. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. The Sampucho. Like sure. everybody, everybody else, it's not the Bamfluk choke. It's a Sampucho. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to do sure. that. Now, did he go heavyweight? I don't know if he's going to do that. Now, did he go heavyweight because he's been on the quarantine snap? All right, so let's go ahead, as, uh, as uh, Marco alludes to, let's go ahead and move on to everyone's favorite segment of the show, Spotlight Fight of the Night. Sammy, since you're new to the show, uh, let's give you some time to go ahead and throw Spotlight Fight of the Night at us. What you got? Marvin Vittori versus Carl Robertson. Okay. I like Marvin. In the middleweight division? But, yeah. Now, keep in mind, he went uh, uh, five rounds with 
uh, Adesanya, and then, was it five or three? No, three rounds, I'm sorry. And uh, split decision. It was Adesanya won, but he it was a split decision. So um, I, I think he's uh, better than people give him credit for. Uh, he's won his last two against, um, what was it, what's the guy, Dirty Sanchez, uh, took him a third round decision and went up against Cesar Ferreira. The Rada, the Rada, is it? That's not one of the Patricky brothers, is it? <laughs> um, third round decision <laughs> as well. So I'm picking him. Um, I think it's not going to be a decision. I think he's going to go with, um, he's kind of a little bit of a decision leader. I'm, I'm picking him with, come on, make me happy, do a TKO. Second round TKO. Okay, and sorry, you're going with who are you taking on that one? Marvin Vittori. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Okay, so let me give you the odds. Yes, yes, let me give you the odds real quickly right now, Pammy. Minus 175 for Vittori at this Ah. time, Uh, and Robertson coming back at us at plus 165. So your your pick right now, Pammy, is looking favorable. All right, Mark, let's move to you for a spotlight fight of the night. What you got, brother? Uh, Alexander Alexander Hernandez versus uh, Rick Drew uh, Dover. That's and a great say, fight. Uh, it is a great fight. That's the feature fight. Uh, I'm picking Hernandez. I mean, yeah, he went against uh, Cowboy and he didn't look too good, but before that, he was uh, an assassin. Uh, the, the guy is young. He's picking at the skills. He's tough as nail. He's nothing but action forward. You know, he likes to punish people. And Drew Dover. For better or for worse, he likes to wrestle a lot, but I don't think he's going to be able to wrestle Hernandez. Hernandez is going to piece him up, overwhelm him by the second, by late, late in the second round. He's going to take care of Rudolph. So give me Hernandez by taking on the second. Okay, I'll give you the odds real quickly on this one, Marco. These these odds are super close. Uh, Dober right now at the time of recording at a minus one ten, and uh, uh-huh. Hernandez coming back at us at a plus one hundred. So uh, close fight here, guys, huh? and like you. Like I said, uh, Marco, this is the fight, man. This is a good fight. Go ahead. Surprise of Drew Dover is a slight favorite. It's basically a pick him, but surprise, surprise. Yeah. Me. Okay, no problem. All right, Hi, TV, Marco. Tony, let's throw to you for your spotlight. What do you got? Well, it should be no surprise, you guys. I'm going with uh, Sajara Eubanks. <laughs> Excuse me, bitch. Yeah, I'm not going there. I'm actually going to give some love to uh, our boy, another friend to the show, the Vanilla Gorilla. Yep. Chase Sherman, he's back in the After two straight victories at Square something uh, fighting championship or something, and he will fight Isaac Hurricane Ike via Nueva. I'm going with the Vanilla Gorillas. Third round, early third round, TKO. Shout out to Chase Sherman. All right, so let me give you the odds on that one right now as well. Uh, Five Dimes right now has got uh, Ike at a plus 142 and Chase Sherman at a minus 152, guys. So, uh, again, the odds pretty close on most of these fights that we've been speaking of. Um, guys, my spotlight fight of the night is also going to stay on the main card. Um, I was also going to take uh, the Sarah Marias fight, DJ Tony, uh, but I decided I was going to go with our boy uh, Ray Borg versus Ricky Simon. Another Another really razor thin fight here uh, with the odds makers. Ricky Simon right now at a minus 152 against your boy Ray Borg at a plus 142. Um, I got to take the, the the favorite here in my opinion. I've always always been a, a big Ray Borg fan, and um, you know, with all the troubles that he's had with his son in the first few 
uh, months or a year of his life, you know, always been on my mind. So I always like to see Ray Borg do well. So I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Borg. Uh, I'm going to take him by decision because I think this is going to be a great fight, guys. Um, so Ray Borg, the decision for me. All right, guys, nice. that was great. We did that. We flew through that in great time. Um, UFC on ESPN Plus 29 or uh, ESP, UFC on ESPN 9 in the books. All right, guys, let's go ahead and throw to a little amp for Radio Rewind. Marco, what you got? Rewind. <laughs> All right, this week in MMA saw – sorry, DJ Tony. This week in MMA saw – UFC 249 go down. Of course, that was Ferguson versus Gaethje for the inter- interim welterweight crown. Hi, All right, guys. Lots to talk about. Sorry. Oh, sorry. What did I'm talking about? Welterweight. Good Lord. It's been a long time. My apologies. Lightweight. Um, of course, we know this was supposed to have been Khabib versus Tony, number five. Um, again, gets canceled. Uh, you know. I was speaking today to one of my friends, uh, you know, uh, Stephen Savory of Go- Savory Goldsmithing, and, and he just said, you know, we just were talking. We're like, this fight's never going to happen. We're never going to see Khabib okay. versus Tony. Uh, it's just not going to happen, guys. And unfortunately, we got to let that go. So, um, Marco, there was lots to talk about. Um, I want I want to start with the fights first, and then maybe we can get into the week that was leading up to the fights with testing and you know Jacques Ray and all that news that happened with that but let's start with the main event um Marco in my opinion a really great fight um you know two of the top lightweights in the world going at it we saw you know the the, the majority of all four rounds we started the fifth round and then the fight was called um, what were your thoughts, man? What was going through your head? What, how were your, how were your feelings about a main event, you know, of such magnitude, not having a crowd there? Did you think that it, you know, factored into what happened in the fight? What are your thoughts? First of all, the fight was a fantastic fight. And I was super impressed with Gage's poise and discipline. Uh, I don't know if the grabbing, that would affect his uh, demeanor because he defeats for the crowd. But I, I like, uh, for example, within the, 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 the third and the fourth round, I think, his coach told him, the last time you lost is because you were having too much fun out there. And yeah. then you get the, the, the presence of mind to remind him, no, I lost twice because of that. Uh, very good plan. Uh, super surprised uh, on the approach uh, of, uh, of Tony. You know, he took way too much damage and... Uh, I mean, he he might be the boogeyman, but he's also human, man. And uh, Gagey on the past would it like go like a shark on 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 block water, but he took his time. He, he never completely charged to try to finish the fight. He just took his time and, and kept chopping away, chopping away, chopping away. Great, great, great fight. Ma- a masterpiece there. He is a new interim lightweight champion. There is no doubt about that. I am happy, sad at the same time. Happy for Justin Gagey, because whatever fight he gets made, if he gets Conor McGregor or he gets Javier Nemagomedo, that is the rifle fight, he's going to get paid a lot. He became a star that night because everybody was watching. Sad because they had that Javier Ferguson fight. I think finally, after five drivers, finally slip away. And even if it happened in the future, it's not going to mean the same. You know, it's not going to have the same value of if it could have happened in April when. You got the two best lives at the time. 
Go ahead, Charlotte. Uh, I don't know what to say. Uh, Gagey looked great, looked fantastic. Like saying he's the rifle number one contender now because he's the interim champion. He can cause some problems to Javi. The only thing that is stick to me is that they are managed by the same guy, Ali Abdelaziz, and hopefully that is leads back. Don't try to freaking put Roblox on this freaking fight because he's going to protect his boy. He's going to protect his boy, Javi. I don't like Ali Abdelaziz. I, I, never, I never have. I, never I don't like him either. But it's, uh, it, is, it is the fight to, to be right now. Uh, he was supposed to fight Conor in July, and Conor been talking on a smack on, uh, on the internet. Even if he fights Coro before he fights Khabib, I will take that because right now it's a triangle. They, 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 Justin Gagey pushed aside Tony Ferguson. Now it, it is Gagey, Conor, Khabib. Those are the three money fights. You know, whatever permutation of those, of those three guys on a fight in the near future is going to make mega bucks and everybody's going to get paid. So, yeah, let, let, let it be, man. Let it happen. I'm, so I'm happy, sad. But that is one of the things that so, Pammy, I mean, Marco covered a lot there, but let, let me ask you a quick question. At the end of the second round, were you feeling real good about Ferguson's chances? And, you know, what did you think when the third started? Well, you know, I'm a fan of, of both. I, I love Tony, yeah. but you all know I love Justin Gage. I've been talking about him since he was in WSOF. I remember telling you guys, oh, man, you need to check this guy out. He's awesome, blah, blah, blah. Um I'm like Tony, I mean like Marco, and I posted that, man, I'm happy and sad at the same time. I'm happy for Justin because he just, I mean, if he, I, I, he couldn't have fought a more perfect, I mean, he, he was just on point with everything he did. Uh, Tony, I'm not making excuses, but I, I'm just wondering if like the continuous weight loss or weight cutting had some effect, I, I don't know. But um, I'm happy for both of them. I, I think both of them put on a great show. It was a great fight. And, and I have nothing bad to say about any of them, ever. Yeah. Now, um, Tony, is know, DJ I, Tony – oh, are you – sorry, Pam, are you not done? Go ahead. No, no, no. No, I was just going to say it was just – it was an amazing night of fights. Yeah, it was a great night of fights and, and capped up, again, by an extraordinary display between two high, really high-end fighters. Uh, and DJ Tony, again, I'll, I'll throw the same question back to you because we were talking about Justin Gaethje's performance, and we, we really were, you know, we heard Marco talk about how, uh, you know, Gaethje goes back to the corner at the end of the second, and his, it seemed to me like the game plan was working, the first and the second. Gaethje gets caught at the end of the second, looks a little tired to me, Tony, near the end of the second and going into the third. Yeah, I agree with you. I thought the first round um, literally was all Gagey. By the way, Mexican on Mexican crime here. Um, but, yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. once the third started, I thought the tide was going to switch. Never happened. Yeah. I actually think uh, Gagey, just like Pam said, fought the perfect fight. I'm happy for Gagey, really sad for, for Tony Ferguson, obviously. But, you know, um, I, and I think the only guy that could beat Habib honestly, was Ferguson, but it, it, we're not going to see that fight. So happy for uh, Gagey, sad for Fergie. Yeah, hey, I mean, one look. Side, one side note real quick. Isn't it crazy in seven fights, Justin Gagey got nine performance or fight of the night bonuses? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's uh, definitely get, making like, the money. 
at this at this rate, man, what if he's gonna break the record for accumulation uh, of performance, uh, performance of the night, man? Because he's just unbelievable. Yeah, he made a hundred grand think, uh, um, with this win, so great one. I wish that they would have offered a few more uh, fight of the night. So that Nico Price and uh, Luke Heyman, that was sure. crazy. Sure, sure. I mean, but uh, I mean, you can't really argue with, with the, what they did, the main event, and of course, oh, no, the Prince Nganu performance. I mean, you have to go with that. Um, let me give my thoughts real quickly on this main event, and then we'll go ahead and move on uh, to the co-main because there's some crazy news coming out of that one as well. Um, Gaethje, as you guys have mentioned, had Tony Ferguson's number from the the very beginning uh, with the leg kicks uh, adding up especially in the first round, the straight punches from Gaethje as opposed to the, the mainly hooks from Ferguson. And, of course, you know, Ferguson is, is, you know, staying on the outside doing these, you know, weird kind of distractions. But Gaethje didn't, didn't ever once take uh, the bait. Uh, sure, uh, Gaethje did get hit. Let's, let's be honest. It was a fight. It was a great fight. Uh, but Ferguson, man, took a, a great deal of punishment. Um, I didn't really have a problem with the stoppage, guys. I thought that Tony may have been able to continue. Um, and this is going to be a, something that we're going to talk about in the next round as well. But I, I was fine with the stoppage. It was a great fight. Ferguson took a, 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 an extraordinary amount of damage, but I thought that he was done. Um, anybody want to take the reins on that one and give me your thoughts on the stoppage real quick? Nope. No, everybody's good with the stoppage as well. Marco, Everybody's no problems good. with the stoppage? Uh, wait, wait, wait. Give me a second. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Um, I thought it's, it could have been stopped earlier, but definitely you could tell he was out of it, Proteus, when he was shaking his head. I, uh, it, was, it wasn't yeah. good. You now, know, and we I, know I, that I, Tony I was... Ferguson has had some problems in the past, you know, um, with his behavior outside of the uh, octagon. So I don't know if we need to see Tony Ferguson take a great deal more damage. Um, Marco, your thoughts? Uh, I, I would have thrown the towel on the floor. He was taking way too much punishment. Uh, I, don't, I don't know why they let him go out on the fifth. Uh, that is the kind of punishment that changed your, your life, your career. I mean, as Junior Dos Santos, after the two beatings that he took from Ken Velasquez, he was never the same fighting again. So I wasn't too happy with the amount of punishment his corner allowed Tony Ferguson to take. We know he's tough, but sometimes you've got to save the fighter for himself. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what the referee is there for, guys. So having said that, let's go ahead and move to the co-main event uh, in the bantamweight division. Of course, uh, this one for the bantamweight uh, title. Uh, Henry Cejudo goes ahead and and beats Dominic Cruz in the second round by uh, TKO KO. Um, Again, we have what Dominic Cruz would like us to believe is uh, an early stoppage. Um, guys, I mean, I, I, I've watched this over and over again. We had Joe Rogan in the octagon when he talked to Dominic Cruz. And by the way, shout out DJ Tony um, to the uh, amped, amped versions of the um, uh, in-ring octagon interviews. Uh, I really enjoyed recapping these fights this morning with uh, with that opportunity that you put out for us. Um, so, so let's start with you, Tony, since since I've singled you out already. What were your thoughts here of this fight? You know, first of all, you know, Henry Cejudo gets the big win. Um, he goes out there, retires in front of no crowd. I thought that was one thing that I wanted to mention. 
you know, we saw a great fight. I thought, you know, Henry comes in there, gets lands that big knee, and then it comes out and retires, and there's no one there to cheer him on. Tony, I, I'm taking your, your stage here. What do you got, co-main event, Henry Cejudo versus Dominic Cruz? First off, thank you, Proteus. That's why I put it out, right? So for yeah, those can't, um, for those that, that that can't watch it or or, or want to know the highlights, there you go. Um, so thank you for that. Um, listen, I I I'm a huge fan of Dominic Cruz's work outside of the ring. I think he's kind of like Jordan, right? Where he's an a hole uh, when he fights, but he's like a completely brilliant guy um, out of it. Sure. Um, big fan of of Dominic Cruz. Um, and his work ethic and everything else, but he was out. That knee literally took him out. Um, I know they said that the referee smelled like cigarettes and alcohol, probably did, but he was still <laughs> out. And, and listen, I'm not a we fan of Florida. triple cringe. Right. Henry Cejudo, yeah, shout out to the to the Walmarts in Florida. Uh, listen, I, I'm not a big fan of, of triple cringe. I'm a big fan, or I was yeah. a fan of Henry, Henry Cejudo. Don't like this character um, at all. And you know what? Isn't it like Henry Cejudo to do this? I'm I'm still not sure he's retired. I think he wants more money. He's not going to get it. But you know, kudos to him on the win. Tammy, let's throw to you in the co-main mm-hmm. event. Um, we saw some you know small guys fight, but I thought you know Henry Cejudo coming out with the win, looking good. What do you think? Shout out to your beer and cigarettes, man. Woo! Um, <laughs> I, again, he has. You know what? I, I met him years ago when he was. Um, when he got his ass beat by Mighty Mouse in the first round, before he was cringy, and he was super nice. I mean, super nice. But, you know, again, he, he fought the perfect fight. Um, everything he did was, was on point. I mean, on point. Movement, everything he did was on point. So um, I don't know if not having people in the audience uh, makes them more cognizant of what they're, what they're doing because they don't have okay, – because they don't have uh, – the distraction from the crowd and are able to listen yeah. to their corner more. Um, but I, I think, I, I think he was awesome. I, I think he's worked his butt off. He's been training since he was, what, what did they say? 11 years old uh, for everything that he's done. Yeah. So if he did retire, good for him. Kudos to him. Um, happy retirement. Glad he finally caught himself a real, not caught, got himself a real girl, you know? So, Hey, You're right. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, <laughs> You know, leading into this one, Marco, and I'm going to throw to you, leading into this one, Marco, I, you know, I, I, I've been watching kind of from a distance, watching Henry, Henry Cejudo's um, social media and kind of seeing that, you know, he's, he's kind of getting attached to this girl. And, and I thought to myself, well, this guy seems like a kind of guy who, who, who you know, is an overachiever. He's done very well uh, and may decide to, uh, you know, go off into the sunset and have a family. What, what were your thoughts here, uh, Marco? Yeah. Well, decide, man. Uh... Yeah, yes, please. Those were hundreds of leg kicks. He was going to... Yeah. But Dominic Cruz did not look like a guy that was going to win that fight. And uh, that was becoming very obvious by the, the end of the first round. And the, right after the, the clash of heads, Seguro just took it into second gear and just finished the fight. The step was not a late step. So not only did he get... Cruz got knee on the head, but he also got 11 unanswered punches while he was on the ground. Whatever option you're giving the freaking referee. By the time the referee went and tried to uh, stop the fight, there was a split second that Cruz was getting up. The referee had already made the decision on point standard eight and yeah. nine. It took him points ten and eleven to get there and stop the fight, and that is when Cruz started moving to get up. 
So the defense was over regardless. So two seconds left, two minutes left didn't matter. So the, the time the time is not a factor in here. It's, you know, intelligently defending yourself, but he wasn't intelligent defending. He said he was getting punched on block 11 times in a row after that knockdown. I mean, look, Henry Seguro, at age 21, after winning an Olympic gold medal, retired from amateur wrestling in front of nobody. He just said, I'm not doing it again. He could have gone to the 2012 Olympics as a gold medalist. You didn't have to yeah. qualify for the free Olympic thing because as the gold medalist, you get a, an immediate birth to, to try to to, to remedal, and uh, he decided not to. I mean, he, he wanted to do something else, and he did. He came into MMA, became a double champion. He beat, on this run, Dimitris Johnson, the best flyweight ever, TJ Dillashaw, the second best bantamweight ever that went down to 125, full of EPO, and he is still knocking out. Then he <laughs> the right number one contender at Bantamweight that was also a WSOS champion, and then the best Bantamweight ever, Dominic Cruz. So, yeah, I mean, if he retires, he retires. I don't believe it's going to be permanent because, you know, retirements in, in the fight game are never permanent until they are. Uh, he, you, you might not see uh, Henry Seguro for a couple of years, and I, this is just a wild prediction of me. I've seen in a couple of years they're going to try to make a trilogy with freaking Mighty Mouse and just to try to bank on that, try to bring those, those two guys back together at age 35 and, and make that trilogy that it needs to happen. So that would be like a, a money fight that they might try to get those two guys back when they decide, okay, they, they get enough of a break. But good for Henry Seguro, man. I mean, enjoy your girl, enjoy your money, yeah, make as fast as you wanted to. But uh, even if he goes into boxing, he will do. I think he will do good, man. Whatever he does is going to be successful yeah. because the guy's a winner. The guy's a freaking winner. And Triple C is out, so we don't have to hit the cringe shit no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't need to get cringe shit no, anymore. And then the next day, he's posting a cringy post on on uh, uh, Instagram, Twitter, whatever it was, with those stupid pillows that he had printed off. Oh, my God. Anyways, oh, yeah, let's move along. <laughs> Yeah, in bed with him, exactly. Yeah, so uh, congratulations to Henry Cejudo. Again, you can't take anything away from him. Uh, you know, calling himself the, the, the best. I um, uh, can't remember exactly the words right now, of course. Um, yeah. You can't get a case. Yeah, the best. You got a case. And anyways, it, you can't take away from, from his it, what he's done in both sports. Um and if he wants to retire on the top, all the power to him. Marco, like you said, let's talk about the fight. Like you said, also, those leg kicks. What do you want to do against Dominic Cruz? You want to take away his mobility. Boom. He does that with the leg kicks. Secondly, in the second round, like you said, Marco, after the headbutt, or the clash of heads. Um, we've seen that from Henry, Henry Cejudo before. You know, he gets, you know, in a tough position. Turns on the afterburners. <laughs> Turns on the afterburners and gets the the job done. Look, I think we could have called the fight after the uh, after the knee. Uh, that was right on the money. Uh, Dominic Cruz goes falling, you know, ten feet back onto his butt, and uh, like you said, Marco um, takes a, a great deal of punishment. I, I don't care if you've told the ref in the back to let you go unconscious. Um, the ref has to do his job. That's what he's there for. Uh, that was a perfectly good stoppage in my mind. If Dominic Cruz was getting up, what was he getting up to do? 
he was sincerely concussed. Um, maybe he maybe he gets to his feet. Maybe he gets knocked out. I, I'm okay with not having with not seeing that. I wanted to comment on the fact that there was no crowd there. Um, you know, as you guys know, if you're longtime listeners to the show, I'm a proponent of not having crowds there. I think that the performance that we've seen in this particular fight card shows that when you when you remove the adrenaline dump that is the walkouts in front of a crowd, when you remove the chanting of the crowd. That we all love to the do. Woo, Don't get me wrong. Woo. I love oh, to I go. I love to go to an event and cheer and scream and and root on my favorite fighter. But again, when I when I want to watch at home, again I watch without the sound. I don't like the commentators. I don't like the boo hawks. I don't like the people going woo. I just turn off the sound. So to me, this was was fine. This was I didn't have a problem with it. And then we got to see. Excellent well, performances. We got to see what happens when the fighters can hear their corners, and apparently, what happens when they can hear the commentators uh, also giving them advice. Um, so, anyways, great performance the, by uh, Henry Cejudo. Go ahead. On defense of the crowd, on defense of the fans and crowd. I mean, Pam can attest to this too because she has gone to plenty of UFC shows. Okay. There is no better experience than being there live. Man. It's awesome. This is the energy again, of 20,000 uh, like people, you cannot replace the energy. I mean, it was cool to see this. I want to see it for a while. The, the stuff without the crowds, but I cannot wait for the crowds to come back because it's a completely different experience, a completely different animal. And you will, see, you will, you will notice the difference when the crowd comes back. It's going to be completely different. Yeah, I agree. Like, like I was saying. I've been to a number of event, events. I enjoy going to a number of events. Uh, I enjoy seeing it live. Um, I'd be okay, though. I really would. I'd be okay if we only saw crowds maybe at big events where we, do, we don't have to spend a bunch of money on a stadium to, to see a, a, you know, a fight night card. You know, maybe we do those at the Apex Center where, where we can control the testing. We can control where the fighters go, what they're doing, where they're eating. I, I don't know. Moving forward, I'm sure there's going to be a plan in place. We're going to see what happens again on Wednesday. Um, but let's go ahead and talk about the other performance of the night real quickly because it was one of the quickest performances on the card. Of course, Francis Ngannou goes ahead out there um, and finishes the fight real quick. But, uh, Marco, what do you got going on here? Uh, Francis Ngannou seems as scary as we thought he was, yes? I am horrified by that man. I do not want to piss him off. I know he's nice. He's so spoken. He's a gentle giant. But uh, just seeing your Rosen's room, what, what the fuck are you doing calling him out, man? What's wrong with you? See what happened to yeah. him. Yeah. So far as he's even been shut to run, says Nano. He just decapitated you. Uh, don't piss him off. And if you, do, if you think you're going to strike him, don't. Wrestle him. Learn from a stupid. Yeah. No, start with this man. Even even wrestling does not work anymore. Corey Anders, I mean, uh, Corey Cobra's blade knocked out. Came Velasquez knocked out. And they have like Alistair wrestlers. What is going to work in this guy? Uh, look, fantastic freaking performance on Ngannou, man. Uh, it's a change he has to wait for, you know, Stipe and DC sorting out the trilogy. Because yeah. he is a rifle. Now, this should have been for an interim championship. I mean, it was supposed to be a fire rounder back in freaking uh, in, back in freaking March, man. Right? Because it was, this was supposed to be in Columbus, Ohio, ESPN, yep. fire rounder with Russell 
it doesn't matter. It would have ended in 20 seconds anyway. But my point being, uh, sit on the shelf. Don't take any other fights. You either fight DC, don't do not fight anybody else because there's nobody else there for him. No, don't give me a rematch with Derek Lewis. No, I don't want that. They can fight later. No. Just sit down and wait because that is the scariest man on the planet right now. Uh, Jesus Christ. I'm so, so impressed. I want to give quick shout-outs to Calvin Cato. He should have got a performance with the night football. The right elbow and the following elbow to the left. Shout-out to Bryce Mitchell, Mr. Camel Pants, because he put a clinic on the ground. <laughs> Charles Lott is a black belt on jiu-jitsu. I can make him look like a blue belt. It was so impressive what he did on the ground. Bryce Mitchell is the real deal. Is he kicking a guy on the beginnings of a twister, a black belt? In many ways, he's going to do with tongues that are not that are just like a purple mask and stuff. What good that they're going to give you these camo shorts. Nico Price and, and a freaking half chili and Vicente Luque. Uh, any other night, they would have got part of the night, but you know, the main event happened, so it, it is what it is. And then Cowboy and Perry's good fight, too. Man, Cabrera, four five losing a streak sounds really wrong saying. He's not getting caught or anything like that. But I saw Cowboy won, and that was just my opinion. But it wasn't a robbery, but I still think Cowboy won that one. That's what I have to say about the, the recap of my fights. Okay, so, fam, let's, let's reel it in real quick, and then we'll give you uh, uh, some time to give honorable mentions as well. The heavyweight division, Francis Ngannou, what do you think is the, the – What's next? I mean, like Mike Mark Marco was just saying, who knows when this uh, trilogy between Stipe and, and your boy uh, DC is going to happen. And, of course, DC comes out and says that he doesn't want to fight Francis. Of course he doesn't want to fight Francis. He's going to get his head knocked off. What do you think? What's, a, what's the future of the heavyweight division? I know. Division you, you and know what's what, next for um, Francis? What I was noticing, and, and I don't know if any of y'all noticed, um, he, looked, he didn't look just big. He was really cut. Did you all notice that? Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he looked like he had he really the, uh... slimmed down. Yeah. So, huh? yeah. I wonder if there's a how what? He's been training Did somebody for five for five months because the Russian yeah. fight was set up five months ago. He's been training for the fight and then he got delayed, and then he came out lighter than usual. So. I'm keeping some of the performance center of the USC out there in, uh, in Vegas and in Stinko, too. Mm-hmm. But even um, even um, Greg Hardy looked, I mean, I don't like him, but he looked good. He looked like he had, like, really slimmed down, improved. and he was really sure. cut. So um, I'm just wondering if all this slimming down would take him to a possible um, light heavyweight, maybe? <laughs> no. Good luck with that, Pam. That's wishful thinking. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm just saying. You know, we, we oh. could. This is an this is an MMA show. We're talking possibilities. You can just and, say all you, know, you want. Stuff Absolutely. like that. So, <laughs> you know, who knows? But um, he looked really good. I, I think he's he's very much improved. He's not just a, like a one punch kind of guy. I think he's really improving. So who knows? I, th- I think um, the world will shoot, soon be his oyster. You know. Good for him. And he's just so so sweet. Yeah, he's definitely a nice dude and, uh, (laughs) you know, a humble upbringing. Uh, DJ Tony, Mm -hmm. um, quickly, let's get get you in here to weigh in real quick on this one. Uh, What do you want to see next for Francis? And, of course, he's scary, right? 
Well, without a doubt, right? When you just go in there, you know, not unlike that Twitter video that's been roaming around, but when you just go in there with bad form and still knock the fool out in 20 seconds or under 20 seconds, good Lord. I mean, that is frightening. Yeah. But, you know, um, li- listen, I, I don't know why – no one has brought this up. Marco brought it up briefly. Listen, I know the whole Stipe thing, he's trying to do the best thing uh, for the world, but he, it's either fight or vacate. I'm sorry, how long can this go on, yeah. right? So either fighter or vacate. Sorry. Uh, um, so defender vacate, Someone right? uh, held up the division for a while. So let's, uh, with, with, you know, whore, just, you know, because he was whoring around and, you know, doing other just, things. So, I, I, mean, I agree with you, Pam. So, but, but let's not you know. talk. I agree with you. But let's not talk about Amanda Nunes right now. Oh, you're not talking about her. Oh, wow. shut up. Oh, my God. You're such a dork. <laughs> All right, guys. I, oh, I, I, I know this is our first first show show back with all of us. Sorry, Marco. I gotta I gotta get this wrapped up because we're we're swiftly running out of time. Thank you, guys, very much. It was great conversation uh, this week in MMA. Um, Marco gave shout outs to everybody else on the card. So congratulations to everyone else who had great performances. Uh, great, good to have MMA back, guys. Good to be talking about it again. Um, Pammy, let's go ahead and throw to you if you've got a Twitter follow of the week or if you've got uh, yourself a 90-day fiancé mention that you want to throw out here because oh I know it's coming. What you got? My, my uh, partner in crime for 90-day uh, fiancé, DJ Tony. Uh, DJ Tony, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. Yeah, I've seen you guys going back and forth. I got him uh, hooked. I've seen it. I've seen it. All right, Pam. Well, um, we will see you again, hopefully, uh, on Friday. We'll talk to you again. Um, you don't have a Twitter follow. It's just 90 Day Fiance for you today. Yep, just 90 Day Fiance. I've been too busy. I, I've been making masks. I've made over yeah, 300 masks. I know. You've been busy during the uh, quarantine getting yeah. that stuff out. I wanted to mention it. We're swiftly running out of time, though. Uh, we'll get to it on Friday. Uh, DJ Tony, what you got for me? You got a Twitter follow, or do you got uh, a guilty pleasure for this week? I absolutely do have a Twitter follow, and that's the person that makes my mask. Shout out to All Pam right. at Pamdora Box. Oh, thank you. Triple X. <laughs> so shout out to Pammy, um, and that's what I got. No, no, right, so Who wants pleasure. that garbage? Yeah, right. <laughs> Weird. My uh, guilty pleasure <laughs> for the past couple of months, actually, guys, and especially uh, the past week, has been all of the. Um, progress that SpaceX is making down there in Boca Chica, Texas. Um, I've been watching the the exciting stuff that's happening with, you know, rocketry. Uh, We are seeing history unfold in front of our eyes. Uh, This has never happened before watching uh, not only rockets being built, but being test fired and such like that. It's it's been absolutely amazing. Uh, There are lots of websites I can bring you to, the Everyday Astronaut, um, Lab Padre, NASA space flight. All three of those have been doing live feeds. If you want to see this kind of stuff, you can get caught up there. Marco, get us out of here for this week, brother. We get murder giant wasps in the United States and freaking swarms of bloggers in Central America. We need to watch this fight on freaking Saturday, brother. We don't know what's going to happen next. Well, they might not be tomorrow. 
My guilty pleasure tonight, I'm going to rewatch Rise of Skywalker because it's on Disney Plus for free. Well, not for yep. free, I got to pay the subscription. And uh, well, Tony, to you, Tony. Well, I'm going Pandora Box. Welcome back, Cam. Follow Pros at Aprodius, Society Aprodius. Follow me and Marco Marco. Follow the show at another MMA Tires, right on the US, right on Spotify, Blog Talk Radio, uh, Apple Podcasts, right everywhere. Uh, right on the US. You know, we got some good fights on Saturday, fights tomorrow, and then another show Friday to, re- to re- uh, take the fights for this weekend, Saturday. We'll leave you guys, you guys, next Friday. Enjoy the fights. That's right. We'll see you guys on Friday. And just like that, Pammy. Boom. Out of here. Bye, y'all. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> 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 <laughs>